What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. So today, we have Kathleen Gage on the mic. Kathleen is the founder of PowerUpForProfits.com. Kathleen is a PR expert, and she's here today to share with us how to leverage free publicity to scale your audience. So Kathleen, let's hop right in. All right, Kathleen, so tell us one thing about yourself that most people don't know. Wow. Wow. Uh, there, you know, at my age, there's quite a few things that people don't know. But the one thing that a lot of people don't know is when I was 30, I was on this great spiritual quest. And um, I had uh, I had just gotten sober. I, I've been sober for 35 years now and uh, actually 36. But at that age, Congrats. I was kind of looking for direction in life. And so I actually went in search of my my great spiritual guru and I was headed to India and I ended up in Israel. And so it told me that I was probably so high during geography that I missed that part of the class. <laughs> but um, I actually hitchhiked from Berkeley to Israel at the age of 30, backpacked through Canada, through Europe, uh, took one flight from New York to uh, London, and the rest of the way I was on the road. I was camping out, did that for three months, and then ended up on the West Bank of Israel. And I wow. lived there for six months on a Moshe. Wow. See, you, you said that, like you're, you hitchhiked there. I'm like, how do you hitchhike across the ocean? I, yeah. I get it now. <laughs> I, you know, I've had a few people ask me that question. Well, what about the ocean? And I was actually going to go on a cargo ship. There was myself and another woman. And we were going to go on a cargo ship. And we kind of realized after being on the road for, by that point, it was probably about a month, that that was probably one of the most dangerous things we could do to be out to sea for a few months with, you know, guys that hadn't been to shore for a while we'd right. be setting ourselves up i mean you yeah. know there's there's times in life where you have these moments of clarity of going what am i doing why am i putting myself in this situation and i think that trip to israel gave me plenty of that opportunity yeah well and it's it gives you that moment to just think about life kind of get your your bearings straight and so you yeah. were in, oh go ahead well, you know, it's interesting because that's what that trip really was about. I, I had got myself in, in kind of a, you know, a dark place in life through drugs and alcohol, and I just needed to really clear my head, and I tend to be kind of an extreme person, so rather than just going to the park for the afternoon, I had to go to Israel for six months, but uh, it was one of the most incredible experiences. I worked on a Moshav and worked in a greenhouse with carnations and what they call gypsophilia, which is baby's breath, and I worked with Palestine. I worked with Jewish people, and it was really uh, such an incredible experience that uh, I have no regrets for ever having done that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and so while you were there, I mean, what were you able to to learn while you're there? I mean, you, you got quite a quite a bit of experience there, I'm sure. You know, I think the one thing that I learned is that wherever you go, people pretty much are uh, have the same core values as far as just wanting happiness. They want peace in their life. They want love in their life. You know, so that that was one thing I learned. I, I learned there's more good people than there are bad people. And I learned wherever you go, there you are. Uh, because <laughs> I went in search of something. And what I realized was I didn't need to go 10,000 miles to get that answer. But um, obviously, that was just in the car for me to do but uh you know you can find spiritual enlightenment in just about anything yeah absolutely well i really appreciate that and you're able to kind of take that and you're able to leverage that now into an entrepreneurial journey so take us through that journey and let us see kind of where you're at now and the direction you're heading 
Well, it, it's kind of like it, the, the way you put that, it's true because um, I didn't really know where I was going to end up when I started out on the side of the road in Berkeley, California in uh, <laughs> the summer of, uh, let's see, what year was that? 83, 85? 85, I believe. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I, I really, I had a general idea of where I was going, which was India, ended up in Israel, and it was the perfect place to end up. And I think that's true in business that a lot of times we start out with a vision of where we're going, and we have to be flexible enough to weather the storm, if you will, because there were times that I had to really change direction in what I was doing. I had to get really uh, savvy as far as using my intuition. If I got into a situation that was dangerous, I had to figure out very quickly, think on my feet, how to get out of it. And I think that's true in business, that a lot of times we, we think we're going to start a business, we're going to create a product, and everybody's going to live happily ever after. And the reality is, is that once you hit the road of entrepreneurship, you, you really have to keep going. And there's times you're going to hit roadblocks. There's times it's going to be great and you're going, oh, this was the best choice ever. Other times you want to pull the covers over your head and say, what was I thinking? <laughs> but ultimately, I think uh, what, I, what I've learned that there's a parallel with my, my journey to Israel and entrepreneurship is that it's really about serving. It's about being in service to other people. And it's also about the willingness to make money. Uh, I think I see this more in women than I do in men that uh, a lot of women say, well, I'm not in business for the money. It's like, really? Then go <laughs> volunteer somewhere because right. quite seriously, we're in business to make money. And the more money you make, the more you can do those altruistic type things that you want to do. I'm into animal rescue. And if I didn't make the kind of money I make, I couldn't rescue the animals that I rescue. Yeah, 100%. I really like the way you articulate that because I, I do think a lot of people get hung up on that, that, that it's either money or passion or purpose, right? So it's, but the reality is, is it's one and the same. And when you're unable to afford to, you know, even live off of your business, you can't really <laughs> progress right. in your, in your passion. So I really appreciate that you mentioned that. So tell us a little bit about where you are now and, and what you're doing now. Well, there's a couple of, uh, I, I would say there's three primary buckets that I work in in my business. Uh, one is I work with bona fide experts. And by that, I mean, if you're 18 years old and a life coach, you're probably not an expert. Right. Um, but people that have been doing what they've been doing for 10, 20, 30 years, and they want to get a lot of visibility. I work with them on helping them to overcome their own blocks of getting on podcast shows and really um, Finding that is a great vehicle to reach the masses, if you will. That's one bucket that I work in, and I have several products that align with that. I also work within the pet industry, and that came as a result of being very visible around rescuing animals. Uh, I've done keynote speaking at conferences. I do consulting with uh, associations, and that's a real passion for me, and I get paid very good to do that. Uh, the other passion that I'm developing, and I've just collaborated with somebody who has a very successful business in this industry is the plant-based industry. Hmm. And what that is, is I'm a hundred percent plant-based eater. I've been that way for about 15 months now. And what I didn't realize when I started, I did it for health reasons, but what I didn't realize was how much it aligned with everything else that I do, which is compassion to animals, health and fitness and the environment. So it's yeah. like these three buckets, they actually integrate very nicely together. 
yeah, it's kind of fun to see your passions align in that way, <laughs> especially and, unintentionally. Know, all, yeah, and, and, and that's it. It wasn't always that way, and and it kind of uh, unfolded with time. And you know, there there's been periods where I would do something because I thought it would make me a lot of money, and I've had periods where something I did made a lot of money, but uh, it just was out of alignment with my core values. And I think that's a really important thing, Josh, is that. Uh, for entrepreneurs, if you're out of alignment with your core values, you can make great money, but you probably won't be happy. And so right. it's really finding that that uh, bridge between your values and the revenues that you generate and bringing them together. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I really like the way you're you know, you're developing that story for people because it allows them to realize, oh, you know, where am I at right now? Is that, right. is it, you know, am I too, too focused on the money or am I too focused on the passion? So I really appreciate that you're able to bring that to the table. So I do want to ask you now, so we were talking about this before and this is kind of changing the direction of the conversation a little bit, but we're talking about, you know, your passion for getting people on podcasts and helping people to promote through podcasts. So why is it so important for people to be promoting their business through a podcast? Well, it's it's not just podcasts, but that just happens to be my sweet spot because I've been on both sides of the microphone for, for many years, but way back in the days of AM radio. Uh, you're probably too young to know what AM radio I, is. I actually do but... know this. <laughs> Listen to it last week. <laughs> it but, still exists. Um, yeah, I used to be in broadcast media, so I've had quite a bit of experience on both sides of the microphone, and, and I find that um, it's a great opportunity opportunity for somebody to showcase their uh, their story, to showcase their business, and um, to entertain at the same time, bring value to people, and reach ultimately, the, you know, the potential could be millions of people if they get on enough podcast shows. Yeah. And I started a program called the 100 Club and got that idea when I was out running one day, I was listening to Lisa Nichols and Hal Elrod, uh, not at the same time. I, you know, I, I do tend to be a little ADHD, but it was like I listened to one <laughs> and then I listened to the other. And interestingly enough, it was one of those days that I was just looking for some answers to some things in my own business and working with clients. And I heard both of them say that within a very short period of time, how their book went to international best-selling uh, status was that they had been on 100 and 150 podcast shows within a very short period of time. And I thought, you know, that's what I did with my last book. I was on a lot of podcast shows and the magic number seems to be 100. So I actually created a program called the 100 Club. And the whole purpose is to teach entrepreneurs how to get on 100 shows. And originally being obsessed, uh, obs compulsive obsessive like I am, it was like within three months, you're going to be on 100 shows. But I realized not everybody works at the level I do. Yeah. And so now I've stretched out to in a year's time to get on a hundred shows. Now that's only two shows a week and right. that's very manageable and very doable. Um, so one of the things I've realized, Josh, in the time that I've worked with other people is that I can't expect them to work at the speed that I do. I tend mm -hmm. to be very, very uh, compulsive in what I do. If I take hold of something, I take hold of it at 100%. The first marathon I ran was in my 60s when I turned 60 years old. And I went from never having run before to doing a full marathon three months later. Just about killed myself, quite seriously. And what I learned was there's preparation for something like that. So now mm -hmm. I train for the right way for, for running. So it's the same with business. You have to train for it right, the right way. Yeah. Well, I really like the fact that you've built out 
you know, a what the 100 club and, and what's your, what's your reasoning be, behind 100 interviews? I mean, I know you said that a lot of people seeing success that way, but. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like running a marathon. Uh, 26.2 miles is, is the uh, standard marathon. And in order to do that, you have to train on a regular basis because you can literally kill yourself if you try to go from zero to 26.2 overnight. Um, it's the same with trying to grow your business too fast. You might grow it quite rapidly, but if you don't have a proper foundation, then you're not going to succeed at the level that you possibly could. With the 100 what that is is that's a goal to stay focused and targeted because a lot of times people will do something for a short period of time they try it for a little while they don't get the result they want and they give up with the 100 club doing it over a period of a year that keeps them consistent with the behavior and the the first month that I work with people we actually lay their foundation. We get their pitch sheet put together. Uh, we get their um, bios put together, their introductions put together, because a lot of experts are really good at what they do, but they've never thought about the market perception of what they do. So my job is to help them to really formulate the, the messaging that they, uh, they're going to put out to market. Yeah. And, and so your whole goal is to help them create a platform that they're basically teaching the same thing on a hundred different places Yes, and to look at the different angles. For example, uh, myself, I in the short time that we've been having a conversation, uh, the shows that I could get on are shows within the pet industry, animal rescue shows, uh, consulting within the pet industry, plant-based eating, health and fitness, um, uh, senior citizens being healthy because, oh my God, I can't believe I actually said that. I'm a senior citizen. officially. <laughs> and uh, um, another one would be entrepreneurship. Another one would be living your passion. So I can find shows that all align with that and I direct it all back to the core message that I have. And this is what I work with my clients on is look at all the different hooks that you have so that you're not limited to one narrow approach in, in how you get your message out to market. Yeah. Well, so what's the, what's the benefit to them? I mean, so for example, a lot of people are saying, okay, well, I, I just already have a funnel. I have ads. I do all of those things. So what's the difference between going on somebody's show and, you know, paying for ads? Well, oh, that is such a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, when you pay for ads, you're basically paying to get people's attention. When you're on a podcast show, you're the bona fide expert. So right now on your show, I'm the expert. Right. And you've invited me to share with your community. So my job is to create lots of value. In having my funnels together, as we're having a conversation, I know right now people are going, oh, Kathleen Gage, let me go look up Kathleen Gage. And they go to the internet while they're listening to us and they look up my website, they look up my Amazon page, they look up my social media. And if I have my foundation in place, then I'm gonna get them on my list. And all it cost was me spending time with you and sharing my expertise. It's the same for my clients. It's like, you wanna have your foundation in place because if you go out and get a whole bunch of interviews and you don't have your foundation in place, you're really missing a lot of opportunity. It's the same with an author who has a book. If you don't have your Amazon page set up, if you don't have your funnels set up, then you're gonna miss the opportunity to get people into your community. 
I completely agree. I love that too. And the, the best part is you can usually do it for free. <laughs> you know, and th that's another really good point to bring up is that um, you definitely want to uh, look at the whole bait and switch that's been going on lately. I, I don't know who's teaching this, but they're basically saying, hook people in to be on your podcast show. And when they get really excited about it, say, oh, it's only going to cost you X amount of money. And I've heard figures as high as two and $3,000 where clients will come back to me and say, you know, this show wants me and, and they said they're going to they're gonna promote it on social media. And I said, okay, that's a tweet. That's a LinkedIn uh, post. That's a Facebook post. And they're, they're only going to charge me $2,000. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Donate that money and do a media release around the fact you donated that right. money. You'll get more traction. So be very uh, careful of the people that are doing the bait and switch. Um, another thing you want to look at before you're on a show is you really should be checking out the shows. You should be checking out, um, you know, who is the listenership? Uh, what's the platform? What's the, uh, you know, really do your homework. Yeah. Well, and, and the reality isn't to me, I've been kind of frustrated by podcasters doing that because the reality is that a podcast is meant to be a free platform that people can come and learn from. Right. And I think if you're charging to be a guest on the show, I mean, you better have at least 2 million downloads of your podcast or it's hardly even worth the money. Absolutely. I have a client who was on a podcast recently within 20 and she didn't pay. Yeah. I mean, this was a great opportunity for her within 24 hours. There was something like 45,000 downloads and she goes, is that good? And I said, Oh yeah, that's, sweet. that's, sweet. You know, <laughs> that's a like, sweet spot. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, so yeah, do your homework and don't get caught up in the flattery. Because, you know, somebody who's really good at sales, they know how to flatter you into giving you, giving you giving them your money when sometimes that's appropriate, but other times it's very inappropriate. Yeah, I agree. And I think some of the people are doing it at a point where it's like, well, you don't even have a listenership. Why would I want to pay for that? Which is really interesting that that's happening today. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm in the process of starting a podcast show with a gentleman in the plant-based industry, and he's got a very successful business in that industry. He dropped 130 pounds uh, by going plant-based, reversed wow. six diseases. And he and I, we've known each other actually from the internet marketing space. And we decided to collaborate. We're going to do a podcast show specifically to to educate people around plant-based eating. We're going to invite people onto our show. We're never going to charge them because we're doing this really as a service to other people. However, on the back end, we do plan to monetize through our own conversion funnel. So, yeah. you know, if somebody comes on our show, we're not going to say, well, give us $500 because we have production costs. We have this and this and this. There's a cost to doing business. And people need to realize that you don't necessarily have to pay the other person's cost uh, in order to create value for their market. I completely agree. And I, I like the direction you're going with that because I mean, the relationships that you make when you're in these interviews, for example, I mean, it, it allows you to create a business relationship that you wouldn't normally have with a lot of people, especially when you're starting off being able to get into those those higher level entrepreneurs, for example, or in your space, you know, somebody who's already seen crazy results that you can leverage. I mean, there's just huge value to that for people. Right. Absolutely. So I do, do want to ask you though, where do you recommend people start when, when they say, okay, I, I want to get my product or my service or my business out there. You know, where do I start to get on these shows? Cause a lot of people just get overwhelmed and say, Oh, well, I don't even know if I have the value to provide to them. You know, a good place to start would be look at the shows that you listen to and don't expect to go on to, let's say, in the plant-based industry, Ritual is a rock star 
or uh, Joe Rogan in, in uh, you know, like the shock jock kind of industry. Right. Uh, don't expect to get on the big, big, big shows right away. Start with something that's a smaller show. Go to iTunes, go to the new and noteworthy. And a lot of those shows, they're looking for, for uh, good uh, guests to, to interview. And put your marketing material together. You should have a pitch sheet, which basically has a short bio on it, the topics you speak on, your, your headshot, and your social media uh, links. Um, start with that so that you can formulate what it is you would even be talking about, and then listen to the show and uh, see if it's a good fit. Then when you approach the host, and they're pretty easy to find. You can find them on social media. They often have a website link that you can go to. They have a contact form. Uh, approach them and say, you know, I was listening to your show and I really liked when you interviewed Bob Jones and when you talked about X, Y, and Z. And I also talked on that. I would love to be on your show. Can we have a conversation? Um, don't send them a whole bunch of stuff to begin with before right. they've even said they're interested. Like, uh, I, I years ago, I remember a client who wanted to um, she wanted to get an endorsement by a rock star uh, entrepreneur, and she said, "I'm going to go to this woman's." Uh, conference. I'm going to pay $5,000. I'm going to sit in the front row and I know that she'll give me an endorsement. And I said, you know, I think you're going to be wasting $5,000. You don't even know if she endorses books. And she goes, oh, no, no, no. My book is that good. And yada, yada, yada. Well, she ended up losing $5,000 plus the airfare plus the hotel. And Jeez. she was so disappointed. It, it yeah. was just, it was sad. You know, so don't be sending a whole bunch of stuff before you know that they're even interested. And yeah. the, the big key to all of this is become interview worthy, like really hone your skill, put your message out there, do some blog posting, do some uh, YouTube videos, do some Facebook lives, because you'll start getting noticed, but it's a consistent process. Yeah, well, and I like what you're saying about that because the reality is for most people, getting yourself out there is not as hard as everybody thinks it is. It's just a matter of providing value like you're saying and create an actual story for yourself that you sell to people. And that can even be in the title of, of your podcast you know, or, or of your, your homepage. I think a lot of people are so worried that, oh, the branding part's so hard and it takes forever, but just one good story. That's all it takes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. What got me into the pet industry is uh, we, we had a, um, it turns out she was a puppy mill breeder dog and she was about 10 years old, a Shih Tzu, a purebred Shih Tzu. She had tumors all over her belly. She, wow. just, she was in really bad shape and we thought we were going to have to put her down. Well, it turns out through her blood work, she was in pretty decent health, all things considered. So I decided to do a GoFundMe. And I just put it out to my community. I said, I'm creating this product that has nothing to do with the pet industry, but you'll get this product if you donate, yada, yada, yada. Uh, somebody who had been on my list for a while saw the story. She said, would you come out and speak at this conference? I said, well, the pet space isn't my industry. She goes, well, you know how to make money online, and that's what we're looking for. So one thing led to another, to another, to another. And now about 50% of my revenue stream is in the pet industry. Wow. And it was just because I had a good story, and it had to do with this rescue dog. Yeah, sheesh. That is so crazy that you're able to enter a new niche like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love the niche too. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Especially because it's a passion niche. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's so awesome. Well, I do have to ask you, you've actually built out a platform for people to be able to go in and get these interviews um, you know, quickly and effectively, right? So, so tell us a little bit about your platform and how you're going with that. 
Absolutely. Um, I've created a directory of podcast listings. And at this point in time, we have 500 listings. And those actually came from me going out and looking for shows for myself, my virtual assistant looking for the shows, and then clients who would hire us and we would look for shows for them. And we put this list together. It's been over the last probably three years, we've been building it out. And what we do is every few months, we go in and we clean it up and make sure that the shows are current and that they're not charging people to to be on their show and we've put this it's called the directory of podcast listings real simple uh it's a 47 dollar product and all people need to do is go to powerupforprofits.com forward slash titans t-i-t-a-n-s and it's got the directory with the 500 listings in a number of different categories. I've got some training material in there on how you prepare for a podcast show, how to put a one sheet together. And it's, it's a really, really fine resource for those people who want something right in front of them that they can go through and say, okay, these 10 shows look like a great fit. We've got all the contact information, the links and everything. So we make it as simple as possible for people to be successful at getting interviews. Yeah. And I really appreciate that because I mean, what, with our community, with the tribe of Titans, we do this, right? We help them get in contact with these people, but what you've created is a way for them to know all of these people are looking for guests and they're great shows. And your job then is just go through the list and absolutely. Which ones you want to do. So that's, that's an incredible honestly addition to most of our audience. So I'm going to definitely be promoting this across the platforms because I think you should definitely be using this, especially if you're wanting to increase the amount of shows you have um, or, or honestly how many shows that you're on in a, in a yearly basis. So I really appreciate that. So I'm going to repeat that link for everybody. We'll also post this in the description. So it's powerupforprofits.com slash Titans. So you can check that out. Um, Kathleen will be able to hook you up with some pretty amazing gifts there. So Kathleen as well, before we sign off, What's one last parting piece of guidance you have for us? Oh, Josh, that is such a great question. And I would say the the parting piece of knowledge that I have is live fully today. And I, I mean that with all sincerity, because from day to day, we never know what's going to happen. And if you live fully and you're in the present moment, you tend to get more out of life and you give more to other people by living that way. I love that so much. Live fully today. Well, thank you, Kathleen, for hopping on the show with us today. And um, do you have anywhere people can connect with you um, personally as well? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. They can go to powerupforprofits.com, powerupforprofits.com. And if they want to learn about the plant-based eating, they can go to plantbasedeatingforhealth.com. Perfect. Well, we'll add links to that in the description as well. But thank you for coming on the show, Kathleen. Thank you. It's been delightful. The number one needle mover in my business is joint venture partnerships. Growing a following can be time consuming and frustrating. For that reason, we created the Tribe of Titans, the world's first joint venture matching platform. Using this free platform, you can find guests for a podcast, YouTube channel, or Facebook group, or you can promote your brand, product, or service in one simple place. You can create your free account at tribe.theluckytitan.com. Once again, that's tribe.theluckytitan.com.